0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Polk, and I have another special guest with me. They're coming fast and furious lately, uh, and we have our first verbal non-league member, uh, excluding Lily, who was a non-league member and was sort of on the show already. Uh, But now we have my good friend, Chris Jones. Say hello, Chris. Hey, Pat. How's it going, man?
1: I'm good. Just happy to be here.
0: Excellent. I, I hear... You actually have listened to some of the show and I you're the only person who is not in league who I definitively know
1: has listened to at least some. That's right. I did a lot of preparation. I've been a avid follower since October 12th, 2016.
0: Awesome. Nice. We are recording on October 13th, 2016 for those keeping track. Um, so Chris, you normally I ask people how they're doing, what what they think about fantasy football generally, and what they think about their team. Obviously you're not in our league. Um you're you're out of our league, so to speak yeah uh so i just was maybe uh you people know uh work you do stats for the cubs the cubs notably are headed to the nlcs starting this weekend so i was just wondering uh, how you're feeling about the cubs how you feel about the postseason uh the season overall uh all that stuff so tell me about the cubs
1: well i think i think we would term this season uh you know moderate success hasn't been too disappointing just yet um right now obviously the thing that I should be doing with my time is uh, recording fantasy football podcasts because we are so prepared. Um, but it's uh, it's gone very well. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's been exciting for a lot of people in Chicago. And, uh, you know, the team uh, feels the same way.
0: Great, great. So um, currently, as we record, it's 9.13 p.m. on the 13th. Uh, the Dodgers are playing the Nationals, and uh, it is my understanding from our off-air discussions that you would prefer to face the Nationals. Is that correct?
1: That is, I mean, as a fan of the Chicago Cubs, being as I work for the team, uh, the Washington Nationals would be the preferred matchup, from my perspective, because the Los Angeles Dodgers are very good. So, sorry, <laughs> all you Dodgers fans in this league. Um I'm just hating on you because I'm scared of facing you.
0: (laughs) I think we just have Cubs, Sox, and Brewers fans in the league as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So I think you're good.
1: Okay, good. Uh, No sending this out to Alex
0: Exactly. (laughs) so um next you know this is a fantasy football podcast of course if it was a fantasy baseball podcast i'd be asking for all sorts of advice but not well now it's over so i guess i wouldn't but anyway uh you are in a crazy fantasy football league uh that i cannot even wrap my mind around and also it connects to baseball because there are a lot of uh, noteworthy baseball personalities in your league uh but can you tell me what is the league and and how does it work
1: I will, yes, tell you all about the Fire League. Um, Well, just to give you a little bit of introduction first, I know next to nothing about football, so you'll get a lot of expert opinions, hot takes tonight, that uh, is what I've learned football analysis is all about. You just coming up with something that you believe is true and speaking it very loudly into a microphone.
0: I think that's like all media, all analysis, every venue. I don't think that's exclusive to football or... Any, or sports, it's like, you know, obviously the current political climate um, coming up with something and yelling it into a microphone thats that'll get you far.
1: Yeah, well we've got the microphones, we're all set up. So, exactly. Um, yeah, the Fire League. Uh, this is a league run by uh, ex-manager of the Cubs, Dale's Fame. Big, uh I I don't quite know how to describe the guy. <laughs> we get some very entertaining league emails that I can't really get into too much detail about, for safety. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, in general, the league works like this. It's not like a, a normal fantasy football league where you know you have twelve teams and everybody chooses players. We have like one hundred and twenty people that are in this league about. Um,
0: That's a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, You couldn't just all get different players then because there would be not very good players that you were taking. Um, So what happens is this is is kind of set up more like a daily fantasy league uh, structure to some degree, but um, you're actually limited. It, it, It actually tracks scores season long, and you're limited in the number of players that you can turn over each week. So players are um it it is like a salary cap structure each player costs a certain amount of money you have a certain amount of money with which to invest in players and you pick those players and you can change like you get you get to change four people each week so that you could change over your whole team every three weeks if you want essentially because you have like 11 12 guys um but you you know you have to kind of both look for the like best matchup for that week, but also somebody that you might want to keep around for a little bit because you never know when somebody gets hurt or something, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to drop them and, and pivot in another direction. Uh so it's actually a pretty fascinating style of play.
0: It it uh interesting that you say you're you know nothing about football because that sounds like really intense and perhaps would you'd would benefit from knowing about football.
1: Maybe a little bit. Um <laughs> At least I know the strategy of this league to some degree. Um, but, well, didn't make any money on it last year because uh, D'Angelo Williams appeared to have a fumble that was awarded to him three weeks after it happened.
0: Uh, <laughs> the classic stat correction curse. Death. And that and that cost you money specifically?
1: Oh, yeah, like $1,000. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> That's a lot of money. And uh, so you said you can't divulge... Too much about the emails for your own safety. <laughs> Just generally, what, what are we
1: what are we talking here? Um they're, they're very colorful mm. is is a good way of, of describing it. Um I have uh, you know, shared some of the color at times with people, but um you know, there's a, there's a lot of locker room talk, I guess, <laughs> oh, is yeah? the best way of putting it. You know. So
0: should Dale Swain not run for a political office, is that what you're saying?
1: I, yeah, I I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> that, yeah. that those emails would not be good for him. Probably things would come out at some point.
0: And who are a couple of people I, as a, let's call myself a casual baseball fan, that's probably generous, but uh, who are some people I, I know that are in this league?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, in in general, this is a league, it, it's like a, you know, $500 buy-in, so it's not exactly a, a no-stakes league. There are a lot of uh, big leaguers that join in, and uh, Dale has a lot of connections with us, and the Kansas City Royals, which is the team that he is currently the hitting coach for. So, um, you know, in the league are, like, Eric Hosmer, Billy Butler, Mike Moustakis, uh, and some some Cubs and, and people who have been Cubs some time ago, Jason Hamill, uh, Dan Heron. Zach Granke actually is very good. <laughs> Zach Granke is a, always a formidable opponent. He's regularly a at the top of the leaderboard um so those are just some yeah some players that join in the league and you know there's uh just friends of people uh i I don't know too many of the other personalities too well but um yeah it's a a collection of of people that uh dale has picked up along the way i guess
0: cool Mm, yeah
1: that's that's really cool, and I'm not in any league like that,
0: and never will be. But uh, power to you. Hope you can break even this year and pay for a couple seasons worth, because that is
1: a costly investment. That would be the hope. We do. I do join in with the team, so I'm not footing the whole bill myself, um, because that would just be poor judgment.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, so we the the Thursday night game is currently going on, and you, as someone who has like really not looked at the league at all. Um said that you would maybe look at uh the the matchups and maybe give your uh inexpert opinion on who might win this week. So you wanna look at the score league scoreboard and, and look at these matchups?
1: Yeah, that's that's time to do that for sure.
0: All right, so I'm gonna go in reverse order on my screen because Jen teases me half the time and half the time doesn't. Uh so the bottom matchup uh, just in screen order, not in quality. I'm not making any aspersions on Casey Johnson. I would never do that. Uh, we have the Dyer of a Bear, Casey Johnson versus Romo and Juliet, Tim Crowley, the Battle of Struggling Punctuation. Uh, currently it is 0.6 to 5.7. I will note uh, the real-life football game today is not high-scoring, so anyone unlucky enough to have people playing in this game probably is, is not off to a, a roaring start. So anyway, here we go. Diary of a Bear versus Roma and Juliet, 0.6 to
1: 5.7. Let's go into it. So yeah, yeah, just to let everyone know, I really, as I said, I actually don't know too much about football other than this crazy league, which also has very, very weird rules for scoring. So I might be very warped on what's a good thing to happen. Sure. Uh, You know, I'm still going to, I'm going to recognize some people that I've played before.
0: Sure, sure. And it's um, uh, we're ESPN standard scoring, no PPR, six points for uh, throwing touchdown, uh, completely standard scoring across the board, except for the fact that it's decimal scoring
1: uh, instead of whole whole number. And that means that like 10 yards for one point about? Exactly. So it's
0: it's, it's 0.1 point per, per rushing or receiving yard. And .04 points for each passing yard.
1: All right. All right. Well, let's let's break it down here with, with number one. Um, so the Diary of a Bear, uh, I guess, oh, man, do we have, like, projections, uh, projected points up here sometimes? I know you guys are talking about that often. Oh, there we go, right up there. Right now, Casey Johnson is projected for an 8.4-point victory over Tim Crowley, 88.4 to 80, which is a good scoring match no no scoring <laughs> uh, about
0: about 100 is a good score in this league i mean it, it's not like laughable to have below 100 it's like 100 is noteworthily a good score so like 90s is pretty good 80s is okay below 80s is kind of bad
1: okay well i got to imagine that casey johnson was hoping for more than six yards out of emmanuel sanders which is where things stand currently somehow uh travis benjamin fortunately is providing negative points for his opponent for Tim Tim there um so that's going to help balance things out uh really I'm, are.
0: I'm going to do that annoying thing and say I have both of those players in other leagues so uh awesome. I I'm doing great in my other leagues so far is what I'm learning
1: Awesome yeah yeah not a not the great matchup so far but um okay let's let's you know my my quick look at these teams you know Julio Jones had uh that one really crazy week uh this year, has been really inconsistent, but you never know. That could he he could just win you the week by himself. Uh Gronkowski also looked looked to be back a little bit with Brady in the fold again. So um those are the two heavyweights here. I think I'm gonna, you know I, I think if I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tim Crawley with the upset victory here. I happen to like, you know, he's got a couple of Couple of Falcons who are really performing well this year, and uh, yeah,
0: excellent. And what do you think of the heavyweight quarterback matchup of Derek Carr versus Carson Wentz?
1: Well, I don't know. They seem like they could be okay. I heard that Carson Wentz left a five hundred dollar tip last night, so yeah, it seems like a good dude.
0: Probably. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, those in North those, Dakota. Those rookies. Really sure,
1: why he's hanging out in North Dakota now? Yeah, but <laughs> all right. Hopefully, that bodes well.
0: Oh, and nothing uh, that just updated to the same score. (laughs) Okay, great. So uh, now we've got uh, Sense and Penalty, Annalisa Johnson versus The Origin of Special Teams, yada, 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 Gary Nelson. Uh, Currently nothing to nothing, and they don't have anyone playing. So this one is the uh, one of two unsullied matches, uh, fresh snow, untrodden. Here we go.
1: I will say, from my extensive knowledge of your league, I've learned that uh, Gary is a, a prime challenger after a huge, a huge victory last week, huh?
0: Oh yeah, he uh, he he beat the previously undefeated Nick Spear. Uh, he's four and one. He is in second place. Really, the top three teams. Uh, I was I was reminded. I really emphasized that. Uh, Gary and Nick are very close in the standings, but Jen is
1: right there, too. Uh,
0: all of the three four and one teams are doing great, and uh, it really anyone could be catapulting to first place after a, a s- extra strong week.
1: Yeah, as somebody who had just listened to the podcast, I would have had no idea about that. I would have thought that, you know, it was, it was Gary and Nick in a runaway here.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it was Nick in a runaway, and so mostly I was focused on the fact that Gary closed the gap so much, but also Jen closed the gap. But they weren't facing head-to-head, to, head to head, so it was less of a point of emphasis. But anyway, so what do you think of sense and penalty versus origin of special teams? Uh, so Annalise on the left, Gary on the right. Uh, projections will give uh, Gary a three-point victory.
1: Gary with the three-point victory here projected. Um, I got to say, looking at these two teams, it looks like Gary's got a lot of nice matchups this week. Uh, Drew Brees, always always better at home, I've heard. Um, oh, yeah, very, very uh, lopsided. Yeah, um, Christine Michael has a, is a, somebody that you probably weren't depending on but is a good play right now because Thomas Rawls is injured.
0: I sure did drop Christine Michael, and Gary snatched him up.
1: Oh yeah. Well, good move. Yeah, sounds like Gary knows what he's doing. Yep, he's a pro. Um Antonio Brown, always the best. Oh, uh, I love him. That kicker might be okay.
0: Um, <laughs> he scored 23 points last week. Yeah, so I th-
1: I think I'm going to have to go with Gary here. Sorry, geez, I'm uh I'm really beating up on the Johnsons through two matchups here, but uh I think that's uh you know, I don't Annalisa's team here. It does it's got some it's got some strong points too and that Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson, if it if it works out for a couple of touchdowns, well, she could be cooking with gas, too, here.
0: Absolutely. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go next. We've got
1: Paddington Bears' Jen Murphy versus the Call of the Field. Megan Murphy, we've got a battle of the Murphys. And and the other thing that I've learned with my extensive knowledge of your league is that is that these two are very good at this game.
0: Yes, they're one and two in the uh, cumulative power rankings that are very arbitrarily calculated you so. probably you as a much bigger standard than me professional stats nerd would probably scoff at my rankings uh but but i, I all it was is, it's weighted the regular season is weighted heavier than the final playoff standings and the more recent seasons are weighted more heavily than the older seasons and so it just is like an escalating percentage of points you get a thousand points for first place uh, 900 points for second place etc and uh so it's just and it turned out that about a thousand was a good score and uh our league ranges from like 1070 to like 750 or something like that in power ranking so it just worked out but uh it was just completely arbitrary and uh, cool and these are the top two teams in league history
1: wow so yeah big matchup here then long term at least taking the longer view as we like to do in baseball often um
0: yes 13 games for a regular season in fantasy football in our league uh just
1: it's no sample size compared to baseball yeah not quite the same um wow well taking a quick look at these guys uh it's a pretty interesting matchup here. So wow, uh, Melvin Gordon has started to come through for Jen over there. Um seventy four yards actually, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, in
0: a in a currently sixteen to three game in the, in late in the third quarter. Yeah. That's pretty good.
1: And that's uh counteracting Meg's quarterback over there who Philip Rivers, who hasn't done too much just yet against Denver's strong defense. Um but these two teams do look pretty impressive. I can see why this is uh a, a, a top matchup. I can say, uh, you know, DeMarco Murray's uh pretty good play, um, I think lately.
0: What do you think of uh Meg Murphy's propensity for people whose names start with
1: D E? It it's pretty weird. Not only just D E's, D A's too. Yeah. You know, I mean, well I guess yeah, no, I mean, she's got Dan Bailey and Darren Sproles to go with her Five DE, four DEs? Yeah. Wow. It's it's a
0: very D-heavy team. Uh, she's she's in the D-league. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure why you would do that. <laughs> I, I don't think it was intentional. I think it just
1: worked out that way. Oh. She does not have Dennis Pitta or David Johnson who are going for her opponent this week. Um, I... Again. Smooth transition, Chris. Yeah, again, looks like a, pr- a pretty close matchup here. Maybe um, the projections have Jen over Meg by about six, which I, doesn't seem like a huge number. Um, I gotta say, Russell Wilson against Atlanta's defense probably a good matchup, and David Johnson is kind of uh, you know one of the best here. So I think I would I think I would side with Jen, but I would not be surprised at all if Meg takes this one.
0: Really stuck to your guns there, really committal. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, you know, I'm making a pick and wavering on it.
0: Exactly. Excellent. Well, all right, and uh, second-to-last matchup, we've got AJ of Green Gables, Meg Collins, recent guest on the show, versus punt and prejudice, Abby Saul. Uh, As you may have heard, uh, Abby off to a rough start this season, but uh, has a solid projection this, this week. Again, the other matchup that doesn't have anyone playing yet, so uh unblemished, and it's pr- currently projected to be uh a real nail biter about a one point difference between the two of them.
1: Well, I can tell right away that these players both have very strong logo games um we've got uh wow some uh, an amazing a j green and uh and I don't even know who that Denver Bronco player is that's hanging out with uh Kira Knightley over there but he looks like he's in his element.
0: <laughs> that sounds threatening
1: when you say it that way. Uh, he
0: also, I mean, if it was to scale, he's he's a it's a tiny, tiny man.
1: It's true. Yeah, it is.
0: Anywho, so yes, excellent. We uh, you you might not know this about the Fancy Fantasy Football League. There is a small cash award for best team team name and a small cash award for best team logo. Uh, the not all the logos are in yet, so the the voting has not yet begun, but there is incentive to try to really reach out and and do some quality it's, logoing
1: I see wow, I clearly should have been critiquing the logos as I went along here huh we can we
0: can hit those uh we can come back okay okay
1: well i think i'm go I'm going for uh punt and prejudice in this in this logo matchup All right. Although, oh, no. although not to you know say that that a j green one was weak either. this was a strong strong logo matchup um wow, yeah these you know it looks like there's a lot of good players in your league, pat,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean it's a ten person league we're uh-huh. we're pretty uh each team is mostly stacked uh where it's a solid you know it's fun and high high value players all over the place yeah.
1: I've heard of almost everybody, which is minorly <laughs> surprising there to you me. go, yeah, uh, I think I actually know who uh who these people are that I'm looking at um yeah, these teams uh uh look very uh, yeah you know solid again throughout um i guess uh for this is Meg Collins team is on the left right correct amundo okay um so meg's team uh with tom brady back has got to be a huge boost he's you know uh upper echelon quarterback here um and Pairing with her strong wideouts looks like a really good team. I know Todd Gurley's probably been a little uh, disappointing to her so far this year. Um, but uh, with uh, Cam Newton kind of struggling on the other side there, I think uh, I think I would have to go with Meg's team here this week.
0: So you're uh, cursing Abby to an 0-6 start, you're
1: saying? Oh, well, if she's 0-5, then I guess that I am. Bummer.
0: As Jen would say, bummer alert. All right, so the last matchup, obviously the the most interesting matchup, not really, uh, is me versus Nick. But but first, let's take a quick look in in matchup order of the logos because obviously that's what's really important here. You you yeah, you're, Casey Johnson's is something to behold, uh, really.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a little disturbing. <laughs> I'm not sure I like it.
0: Yeah, uh, and Tim's. Notably, is from last season, so he hasn't updated it yet. Uh, last season, the theme was uh, TV dramas, and three different teams had people from Friday Night Lights. Uh, so that would be a Friday Night Lights uh, reference there.
1: I see. And that's not Tom Brady? Sure is not okay. Tom Brady. Looks a little like him.
0: It Sure, yeah. Could be.
1: Um, and does not look like Tony Romo, though, notably. No, exactly. Yeah, it just didn't really work with the theme. So I'm going to give this... Negative one to zero logo <laughs> matchup to Tim. Uh, you might want to improve it if you plan on winning the league this year and not just that matchup. But uh, uh, yeah, it's
0: well. Uh, if you want to talk about not modified logos, sense and penalty and origin of special teams both have uh, kind of default logos currently. Again, not it's not uh, mandated yet. You know, we didn't want to force the issue too quickly, so. So no worries there, but but yeah, we've got two two defaulty uh, ESPN logos. Gary did go through the effort of putting the D on the side of his helmet, uh, presumably for Charles Darwin.
1: Oh, the origin of special teams.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's uh, the theme this year is books.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: That's why there's two Jane Austen references and uh, origin of special teams. Mm, okay. Next, we've got Jen and Meg m and uh megs is also from last year jen's is updated for
1: this year so um to you know describe to you guys what we're looking at here uh jen's got a paddington bears as her team name and we appear to have a paddington bear in the logo Uh, a little bit on the nose there jen (laughs) do we think um
0: (laughs) jen just shouted from the other room that it's a placeholder
1: so, uh, I guess we've got a placeholder against another one from last year. You know, it's not surprising that I was, I was drawn to the strong quality of the logo matchup. Exactly. The other, uh, but,
0: all right, so, skipping, obviously, Meg versus Abby, Meg C versus Abby. Time for the big boys. Nick versus Pat. Ablamo. We've got
1: Extremely Big and Incredibly Fast versus Ray Rice and Big Ben. Excuse me as I vacate my microphone for a second to take a close-up examination of these wow <laughs> uh, that was good that was yeah good. these are i mean these are obviously both very on point um a similar idea similar concept for their logo construction here you know take the actual book that they are referencing and uh you know spruce it up with their own their own modifications here. Um, I, I, you know, don't really know where to where, where to like score points on this one. Um, I can't read all of the text that's included there, Pat. Uh, do, do you have a subtitle?
0: No. Here, well, I mean, it's. I'll. You can view it larger. This is the default ESPN resolution. But if you really, you know, want to take a look, see, we can. We can go big, my friend. We can go big.
1: So we've enlarged the logo and it looks like the stuff that I couldn't read is actually not anything new and is just from the original text.
0: Yes. The (laughs) part that I changed would be the name of the book, which is now my team name. Yes.
1: Yes. So. I will do the same courtesy. That exercise was maybe a little unnecessary. Um, I think, again, close matchup here, a couple of strong contenders. I, I think I'm going to lean towards Nick's of Ray Rice and Big Ben book cover here. Um, maybe just because, uh, I don't, I, you know, I mean, he did change the author, and you still have Jonathan Safran Foer writing this, and I don't believe he's actually managing your fantasy football team for you this year, is he?
0: He is not, I would argue. I mean, he he is... I am not the author of the book Extremely Big and Incredibly Fast, either.
1: Oh, uh, uh, okay.
0: Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. What do you think of the game? Uh, Nick currently is projected for an 8-point victory over me, uh, ninety-nine ninety
1: one. And this is uh, a very important game for Pat as he looks to legitimize his claim as a contender in this league, huh? He's a... Uh, He's got to see if he can run with the big boys at some point here. Um, it you know
0: biting my tongue, biting my tongue.
1: Yeah, it looks like uh you know Pat's putting a solid team out there. Um, Howard is, has got to have been a great great pickup for him. Uh, going going well with uh. CJ Anderson is having a disappointing output for you this evening. I'm sure
0: currently at 1.9 with uh,
1: 1 minute 29 seconds left in the
0: third. So
1: but Demarius Thomas is countering with a, a similar output for our next team. And
0: again, I will do the lame thing and say I have CJ Anderson in every team and Demarius Thomas in at least one team, but I think two. So, I'm I'm doomed is what I'm saying in all of my leagues this week.
1: This might be your best chance then because you only have one of them and your opponent has one too. Um I, well, Nick has got some strong running backs. I believe those are two of the top running backs in the league, if I'm not mistaken. They're very solid. Yes. Okay. Um, so really, and you know, Jimmy Graham's back. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Of- oh, now no? I will take issue. Jimmy Graham. He he's had a one and a half good weeks. I,
1: actually, I will say, for you know, bringing this back to our fire league. Um, our decision for tight end this week was Travis Kelsey or Jimmy Graham. Um, and we chose Travis Kelsey. So I I feel like that means that Pat's going to win the tight end matchup at least if, if we know what we're doing at all, which we hopefully do. I hope so too. Um, otherwise I still think I, I'm going to go with Nick's team overall here. It's the favorite and, uh, it's got some, yeah, a little bit of, uh, you know, some, some strong running back play, and, you know, Ben and, ben and Ryan, both good quarterbacks this year, but uh, it, it looks like Tim's got just a little bit more strength top to bottom. Nick. Nick. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm not sure what I just said. But. You said Tim. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Uh, I was thinking of you. Um, yeah. Uh, looks, like, looks like Nick's team is pretty solid here, so, yeah, I would imagine that uh, I, that, that, that would be my choice. So I've weighed in on all of the matchups. You I sure have. I hope I've cursed and blessed everyone appropriately.
0: Yes, I hope you're wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on everything.
0: Or at least this match. Anyway, well, there you go. Thank you for your outsider's look at the league. Uh, again, it's, this is
1: uncharted territory for
0: the Fancy Fantasy Football podcast. And uh, it's great having you around, and uh, I hope you had fun.
1: You betcha. You're going to have to report my score uh, next week. See how I did.
0: Yeah, I have to give you a report card. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Uh, go Cubs! Enjoy the uh, the NLCS. Hopefully that goes well, and uh, just keep marching on. And uh, good luck with your crazy fire league and uh, your profane emails.
1: Oh yes, I will enjoy them thoroughly. Pleasure having me on. Or yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a pleasure talking <laughs> to me, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really was. It really was. Excellent, thank you,
0: Pat. Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, Greetings again and welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host and Commissioner Patrick Polk, and I have another super special guest with me, Meg Collins. Introduce yourself, Meg.
2: Pat, I'm so excited to be here. A long-time listener, first-time caller. So, can't wait to pod with you. I'm excited to do this.
0: Excellent. Um, For my own sake, uh, because it is so ingrained in me when discussing fantasy football with our league, I'm probably going to call you Meg Collins or Meg C for the entire podcast. Uh, so I apologize if that sounds weird to you, but it's just, uh, a ingrained habit at this point.
2: Oh no, don't worry. I mean, that's what Nick calls me. So it's okay.
0: (laughs) Hey, Meg Collins, how's it going? That's my Nick imitation. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so, as, as a long-time listener, I'm sure you're aware, uh, we have some standard intro questions that I like to, to float. Uh, and so, first of all, I would just like to ask you, in general, how are you feeling about fantasy football this season? It, it is my understanding that you also have multiple teams. You're not just participating in Fancy, but also other leagues as well.
2: This is true. So, my overall, I have a real love-hate relationship. You might call me like a Matthew Barry of sorts right now. Um... <laughs> get it, guys? Fantasy podcasting. Am I right? Um, So right. So, I mean, this league, I got to say, it's been rough. Uh, I knew it was going to be rough going in because I knew that Tom Brady was benched for a little bit. Um, Some of my games were kind of close. um, Some of them not so much. But I look forward to being a 500 team. Um, Just I would like to note that I am 5-0 in my work league and I am four and one in the family friend league. So this is, it's, it's rough, you know, when you're doing pretty well and then you just look at the scoreboard in this league and you're like, well, ah, below subpar, but don't worry, Tom Brady's back and he'll lead me up. I I have faith.
0: Well, first of all, I would like to just say I, I can completely relate because I am in two other leagues as well, and ignoring this year, let's not talk about details, details, Um, but oftentimes I'm doing pretty well in those leagues, but really struggling in specifically the fancy league, so I totally uh, feel your pain on that one, Um, but then also uh I, I just want to say you're not even doing that badly you're two and three and you're right in the hunt of things um it's a very tight league the the best team is four and one uh and you're two and three so you're only uh two games behind first place and it's obvi- you're obviously far from you know out of the playoffs or anything like that so so don't beat yourself up too much
2: playoffs
0: don't <laughs> yeah.
2: really talk about playoffs
0: yeah, exactly i'm talking about playoffs
2: oh that's crazy talk well yeah i mean it's it's still early in the season and looking ahead um i'm not too, I, I don't want to say i'm not worried about my mattress but i know that i'm gonna be able to step it back up i just need to get rid of my Bengals d i can't really have negative points any longer yeah, so. I and mean, that, that was a real punch in the gut that yeah. was not great
0: I'm sorry, but, you know, you still overcame, so so good work there.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady just wearing his Uggs and ready to go. <laughs>
0: um, so the other uh, default questions are, um, can you give me, oh, it's a compound question, which would not be permissible in court, but here I think the rules of evidence do not apply. Um, can you please give me one thing you like about your team and one thing you don't like about your team?
2: Um, one thing I like about my team, oof. Well, I like that Tom Brady's back now. I feel like that's kind of a cop-out answer, but I am very pleased that he's back and had a solid game coming back. I mean, that that, uh, bodes well for the rest of the year and put up some big numbers there. Um, What I don't like about my team, I mean, I thought AJ Green is still a great player. He's still done very well for me and put up good numbers. I just wish... He was consistently great at all times.
0: Yeah, I see uh, he has two 20 plus weeks, but then two five or lower weeks. So <laughs> right. that's not what you want. That is hot. The The epitome of hot and cold. He should be the new Carlos, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
2: Or the Katy Perry. I mean, either one, whichever you want to say. And see,
0: I, you're already going deep with the pop culture and I wasn't even ready for it.
2: Oh, no. You just wait, a, just wait, Pat. I mean, so, when your name, when your team name is AJ Green Gables, you need AJ to perform. And
0: yeah, you really went all in on the AJ Green. <sighs>
2: um,
0: so, can you, since since I am, uh, you know, very inexperienced, can you please uh, explain to me how hot and cold is the same as Katy Perry?
2: Katy Perry has a song, and it goes, "You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no." You're in and you're out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you're referencing that a song or if you meant that she herself was hot and cold. Like, you well, know.
2: I would actually argue she's also camera one, camera two. She is either quite the attractive lady or quite the oof. Yikes! Stay out of the sun because it's damaging your skin, girl.
0: <laughs> Poor Katie. Only a mixed uh, approval from Meg Collins. That I mean. Hurt
2: she's doing fine. I mean, she's got her feud with Taylor Swift. So hopefully, you know, one day that settles. Um, but she's dating Orlando blue now. So life should be pretty good for her. She performed at the super bowl. Um, I mean, that should just be her bucket list. She can get ready and retire now.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, so I, it's my understanding that you have a, a special treat for the league, um, as an avid listener, you're aware that last episode, which just went up, like less than 24 hours ago uh Nick took a deep dive on the league and assigned uh, an NFL an, a real life NFL franchise historically uh their performance and compared it to one each of the teams in the Fancy Fantasy Football podcast and you have a similar um plan but not comparing to NFL teams but what are y- yeah. what are you planning to compare the fancy fantasy football teams to
2: I am prepared to compare our fantasy fancy team to reality tv shows both present and past i believe most of them are still current one of them i'm not positive but i didn't feel like doing a deep dive
0: fair enough well i will warn you i i'm not uh you know my my knowledge of nfl teams is kind of broad but not very deep so i was able to converse with nick Mm -hmm. when he was trying to assign nfl franchises to every team my knowledge of reality tv shows is almost zero so i i hope to play along i hope to make this an entertaining conversation but i cannot banter intelligently (laughs) about reality tv so i i apologize
2: don't ever apologize for being you pat
0: don't oh, I ever think.
2: apologize. Um, I do just say. I mean, I found Nick's insight into the league to be extraordinary. I, I mean, I laughed majority of the time. I thought it was a little mean at times, um, you know. And his, you know, analysis of my team being the Cardinals essentially for the sake of being red. Uh, not great. Um, and and dumpster he took fire
0: some, some uh, historic uh performance into account, having started off a little rough, but having uh, some very solid seasons recently.
2: Oh, okay, fine. I mean, if you want to stick up for the guy, sure. For those who <laughs> you know are only listening to this podcast, Nick, just throw me under the bus, guys.
0: It's true. I mean, but he didn't call you a dumpster fire, so at least there's <laughs> that.
2: I I am thankful for that, but. He does know that he has to come home to me each night, so. He would it's be... true, and he
0: was very generous to me, probably because we were sitting three feet apart. So, uh, I, I will totally accept, having given my very middling to below average performance in league history, I will totally gladly take uh, being compared to the Panthers.
2: Uh, I will also tell you that Nick told me to flat out insult Casey, so get ready oh. for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad for Casey Johnson. It, like every episode is just ragging on Casey, and he's a good guy and he loves sports. And I just don't think he deserves to be constantly piled on, but he does also deserve to be constantly piled on.
2: Oh, I mean, absolutely yes and absolutely no. I feel like we should have a Casey's Corner part of this podcast where we just let Casey rant for a couple minutes. And then you edit it down to like 30 seconds each podcast.
0: <laughs> I I feel so bad about that. I swear it was 100% because Jen told me that I should not make the podcast long. And so I was like, oh, no, I have like 16 minutes of Casey. I better edit this down. And then the next episode is like 45 <laughs> minutes long. So I just feel terrible. Like yeah, no, I just oh. feel awful. And I, I love Casey Johnson, a dear friend of mine. And I want to have him back on the show. He, we just have to talk for like an hour about like whatever his latest passion project is, which could be beer. It could be modern art. It could be, uh, like European soccer. You never know with Casey Johnson. And I just want to dive deep with whatever he's feeling right now, because I feel really bad for cutting him very short.
2: Well, I will also say that I enjoy his capitalization in his name. So, I feel like in solidarity move that I should like mess with like my team's capitalization just to mess with you and Jen. maybe do every other letter capital. Cause I feel like that would drive you nuts.
0: It would, although it would but also random
2: periods where they don't belong.
0: Yeah. I think that would probably be more annoying to me because if I, if we just alternated capitalization, it would just be reminiscent of like early nineties hacker <laughs> typing. You'd, you'd be like the movie hackers or something like that. And I would be like, yeah, you're trying too hard. So it, it would, it probably would just bounce right off.
2: Well, all right, then I'll think of something else. But I just wanted to make that positive. It's like a sandwich with Casey. Like you say something, you got to say something else, then you got to say one more thing.
0: You know what? I will make it a goal to say like three nice things about Casey Johnson in this episode.
2: Oh, Nick does it daily. He, Nick has Nick says three nice things about Casey Johnson every single day. I mean, followed by like two dumpster fire things. But it's always a sandwich.
0: I'm sure Casey appreciates that. Assuming that Casey never hears any of the nice or mean things that. Oh, I'm assuming
2: say. Casey doesn't listen to this.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I no. He he come. He actually texted me a few times. I don't. I think he's a few episodes behind, but he does listen. I believe.
2: So he's listening to his episode. That's what you're. Oh saying. yeah, yeah. He's
0: probably listened to like the first three. I would guess.
2: Okay, that's not bad.
0: Anyway, so. Uh, I don't know if you have any predetermined order, or if you want to go in rankings no, order. No, how, or,
2: how about we let you, well, yeah, actually, whatever you want. If we want to go rankings order, if you want to just go random, you let me know.
0: Okay, so I knew I figured that Nick was going to really very closely tie his analogies to the historical performance of the teams, and so I knew that the the teams that had struggled historically would get very rough comparisons. Um, whereas I don't, you're a real wild card and I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea if you're going to be mean to the anybody in particular. So I can't predict it. So how about, um, we'll just, we'll do, we'll kind of start in the middle of the rankings and go down and then you go back to the middle and go up. How's that? I love it. All right. So let's start with the current rankings. Uh, let's do Annalisa sense and penalty, uh, currently in sixth place, right in the middle uh what do you have to say about sense and penalty
2: i will tell you also i mean nick did historically um i i took everything into an account um i kind of looked at it from all angles and then just said you know what i'm just gonna do what i want to do so i feel like annalise's team is very similar to the amazing race when you look at the team as a whole and her past history as well it's done great i mean it's been nominated for a bunch of Emmys it's one Emmy it's it's always consistent it's always in contention and that's where Annalise is right now
0: oh that sounds good I mean yeah she she is she was killing us the first two seasons oh yeah uh, it was crazy so yeah absolutely a uh, uh, rock steady performance obviously last year was a, a letdown in comparison but overall very solid uh, a huge uh, member of the league I, I again don't know a lot about the show. I do know it has won a lot of awards. Very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, so so I, I view this as an outsider to be a, a complimentary comparison.
2: Absolutely. And you know what? I will go a step further. If we had to go on the show Amazing Race, I would actually pick on a for my as my partner. Because, you know, she's got street smarts. She's got book smarts. She's the package. Kind of like her team. So we'll just see how it works out the rest of the season. I have faith that... I mean, I think she'll definitely go to the playoffs is my bold prediction. And I think she's going to make a good run. I think it's going to be a good end of the year for her to bring her back up from her disappointing season last year.
0: I, I appreciate that. I do. I think she's a very solid choice uh, for my understanding of the uh, the competition. I will say that probably Gary and or Abby are highly insulted because they are very outdoorsy and hiking oriented. And I bet that they... If they listen to the show, just kidding. I know they do. Um, would be offended and say that they should be their the, the the strongest competitors. I will say for bar none, I would be the worst person to take with. So so
2: that's not you know, true. I think Nick would probably be the worst. I, Nick and I could never do that show together.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you can say that. That's that's nice of you. Ask. Anytime you get a chance, ask Jen about my um, sense of direction. Why don't
2: you talk about it now? What's your sense of direction like?
0: Deplorable. Uh,
2: (laughs) I mean, is it kind of like mine where I say you have to turn left at a target and right at... You know, this gas station or is it you just have no sense of north, south, east, west?
0: It's more the latter. My so I my dad has a very good sense of direction. My sister has a, a, a very good sense of direction. My mom has the world's worst sense of direction and I'm much closer to my mom than my dad. Like I like if I certainly am worse than a coin flip on like if you ask me like which way's north, I'll be like eh that way and it's like oh that's east like not even close
2: not uh, even enough yeah
0: it's 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 not great although but once i learn, like i have a good memory and i'm logical so if i learn a place i'm okay but i have like no intuition whatsoever
2: okay which
0: yeah. obviously would not be an asset in a yeah. competition where you're trying to navigate unknown places
2: yeah unfortunately you're out so
0: yeah exactly
2: i appreciate it though
0: yeah all right well I think that was a rip-roaring start and I'm sure that Annalisa is not offended next. Uh, so going down in order, I, th- I hope I'm not putting you in an awkward spot oh here, but no. you are next, no, uh, I'm seventh ready. No. in the standing. So, so what is AHA of green Gables as far as, uh, reality television?
2: I'm going to go ahead and say, my team is like the real Housewives, specifically New York. <laughs>
0: uh, that's, I mean, I'm entertained by this election and I'm eager to hear more.
2: All right, so I mean, this was a real hard one for me to go to because I kept thinking, I was like, you know, what started off a little rough? What is, you know, hard to look back at, hard to go back and say, gosh, that was me. And then, you know, you're shooting forward and you do pretty well. And then right now, you know, a little rough again, but I know it's going to improve. And that for me is the Real Housewives of New York. Uh, These ladies are crazy. They uh, the series. Are you saying you're crazy? I'm saying the people on my team are crazy. (laughs) Also, I mean, the women on the show have a propensity for bad dudes, which my team does. I mean, look at the history. I mean, we have Tom Brady suspended. We have um, years war. We have Adrian Peterson. Um, We had Ray Rice.
0: You're married to Nick.
2: I'm married to Nick, the ultimate bad dude. So, who also coincidentally played. With a lot of bad guys in his, in this league too. So I would say, yeah, definitely real housewives of New York.
0: Excellent. And, um, my perception again, as a complete neophyte, um, is that that is the original and best real housewives. Is that correct?
2: I would say it is the best. Um, the original is actually the OC,
0: Oh, are you kidding me? OC?
2: Yeah, the OC, which right now is almost unwatchable. A little bit better. Um, but yeah, I was also contemplating whether I go Jersey for myself. Um, but Jersey, I can't even watch Jersey anymore. However, they do have some uh, convicted felons on the show. So
0: please name all of the Real Housewives Ooh. franchises and rate them on a scale of one to ten. Go.
2: All right. So we have real housewives of new york which is my current favorite we have real housewives of oc which ebbs and flows um pretty good storylines last year with the fake cancer storyline was
0: did you say fake cancer
2: fake cancer yeah vicky Gumbleson had a had a boyfriend who uh faked his own cancer so that's pretty
0: deplorable yeah that's that's not a good thing to do
2: no um then we have um Housewives of Atlanta, which I am ashamed to say, like I never really watched it, but I do watch the spin-off, Don't Be Tardy, that stars um, Kim zolciak Beerman with Croy Beerman, who no longer has a team, but you know, extra time for filming, then I guess. Um, okay, so Jersey that. Um we also have um, Housewives of Miami, which no longer is, in f- is filming. That was only like a two or three season arc. Not great. Um, the only person I really paid attention to was Scotty Pippin's wife. Then yeah, yeah. there was the Housewives of Potomac. I don't know if that's coming back or not, but that was kind of a, eh. You know, no one really knew where you were. No one really still cares where you are. The next, another one was Housewives of DC. DC, I, I think it was only a season or two, um, which is going to be similar to Dallas, which I was excited for because I'm like, Real Housewives of Dallas, yeah, this should be a rip roaring, honky donky great time. It was not. And there was a Ginger on the show who gave Ginger's kind of a bad name. So, oh, but there was a Carney. There was a Carney on it. So that was. <laughs> So that was kind of exciting.
0: Were the ginger Uh, and the carny the same person?
2: No, thankfully they weren't. They were kind. (laughs) But there were a bunch of little ginger children running around, and I saw my future, and maybe that's why I had to stop watching that one.
0: I don't, yeah, I mean, if any time you see your future in any reality television show, it's probably not what you're looking for.
2: No, oh, absolutely not. So that was done. Um, I'm trying to think, I think... I think I might have hit almost all of them, but then I'm not going to get into the foreign ones. I'm not going to get into the spinoffs. So that's, yeah, I think, I think that's about it.
0: All right. Well, uh, there are a million as I thought. So thank you for confirming my suspicion and I'm happy for you as the real housewives of New York.
2: I'm, you know, yeah. And I'm a historian and I feel like Abby and Gary can probably help me a little bit with that. My other thought for this, I was going to try and do taglines for each of the teams what theirs would be in the housewives. And that it just, it's got to be too much. You need to know the players and the background and too it's, much. It's,
0: you don't want, you don't want the podcast to be homework.
2: No, no, no. Instead, I just did this at work and, you know, it's didn't build for the day. That's okay. No, that,
0: that's, that's what, that's what it's all about. All right. Well, next we have Romo and Juliet, Tim Crowley. Uh, what do you have to say about him and, and who he be? Well, I really
2: do think that he's going to appreciate this one, as will you, because we discussed it on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to say Tim is the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm positive he will appreciate that.
2: <laughs> if nothing more, just because his team name is Romo and Juliet. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that he would sleep with Tony Romo, given the chance.
0: I think so. And who wouldn't?
2: Exactly. That's why I'm pretty positive that all these girls just decide to essentially pay to be on this terrible team.
0: Nice. Uh, Any any thoughts of his specific players this year or historical performance or just the fact that he is obsessed with the Cowboys and specifically Tony Romo? Um,
2: you know, I feel like Julio Jones is a pretty good dance. So that's a a thought, but it was it was just most of the name.
0: Fair enough. Fair. Absolutely fair. And uh, I, yeah, he loves his cowboys uh, for reasons that I don't fully understand. And uh, so good for him. And I'm sure he'll be very pleased with that.
2: I mean, that was really lazy. I really phoned it in with that one. Oh so. no. It's sorry it's to hard. him.
0: I, I, it's great. I, all right. And this is the one that I'm sure the audience has been waiting for it. Currently in ninth, we have the diary of a bear. That would be the lowercase D diary of capital O lowercase <laughs> a capital B bear. Casey Johnson from Wisconsin. What do you got?
2: All right. This is what I got. I'm pretty sure that Casey Johnson's reality TV team would be toddlers and Piaras.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: I'm, this is my thing. So he has Gronk, who is a super diva. I mean, the guy goes out and parties with the craziest ones and he, He's just an overall, um, look at me. I'm a showman. Uh, hasn't worked out so well for him right now because he's kind of like, you know, not doing great, but that's okay. He can still be a diva in his own mind. Um, also Casey throws kind of a hissy fit each season. I'm kind of, I'm waiting for a big, long email rant or something. I know we kind of got a little bit of one with, uh, Grok not doing great and then him wanting trades and whatnot. Um, much like many of the stage moms do. So to me, Casey a stage mom. Gronk and the rest of his team are just his little toddlers, who are his little pageant girls, so to say. He parades them around. Some of them just don't perform up to standards. Um, also, little known fact, Casey likes glitter. So he's toddlers in T.R.S. Here's,
0: here's a, another little known fact, and this is not, this is this is funny, but it's not a joke. It's actually true. Did you know Casey Johnson, speaking of reality television show, big fan of Millionaire Matchmaker. Swear to God. Really? Yep.
2: That is just such a hard show to like watch. That Patty lady is real tough.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to be tough if you're matching millionaires. I don't know. I've never also never seen it, but I assume it's a tough job.
2: What do you having never seen it. What do you think is the premise
0: of the show is based on? Well, this I mean, title? obviously, it is a I mean, I'm aware of the premise of the show. It is a lady, matching millionaires up on dates. I I I and I don't want to be sexist here. No, go ahead. But I would assume it's largely male millionaires with female dates and and if I've seen commercials, I believe the problem here because again, if if you are a millionaire, you would hope that you would be able to get dates, uh, but it appears that they are somehow undesirable and therefore need the services of a matchmaker, such as being very socially awkward or having other impediments in their dating and social life.
2: Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, it's is it a Bravo show? No. Is it? I don't know, but yeah. it's, it's in the realm. It's in the realm of shows that I should watch, but I just, you know, my time is so precious, so I really can only dedicate it to things such as, you know don't be tardy all the housewives <laughs> <laughs> toddlers and tiaras there's only so little room in my dvr
0: I, I don't want to um spoil any future comparisons so feel free to cut this off right away but what is don't be tardy if that oh. is going to be someone's team then you can stop now but i have never even heard of that
2: no no no. don't be tardy um is actually on tonight we're filming us on or taping this on a wednesday guys and it, fu- it is a spin-off of real housewives of atlanta with Kim zolciak Bierman and Croy Bierman and their lives in Atlanta and just really, you know, family life and how they do them. Uh, and they go on zany adventures. And sometimes they don't know if Croy is going to make a team and if they're going to have to move elsewhere. Um, they have a ton of kids. They have one, two from a different marriage who Croy adopted. Then they had a boy named KJ, a boy named Cash, And then, oh, shoot, I don't remember the name of the twins, but she wants another one. They have a zany cook. Um, She's a crazy stylist, and it's kind of about their antics each week and, you know, following them through plastic surgery and uh, Kim's stroke following Dancing with the Stars. Um,
0: So many layers.
2: So many layers. I mean, Nick says he doesn't like it, but he does.
0: I have to ask, um, is... Is Don't Be Tardy referential or a pun in some way?
2: She sang a song, clearly, because, you know, once you're on a reality show, you feel entitled to either act or sing. So it was one of her songs that she produced.
0: Huh. I have never heard of the show or those people or that song. so I. Well, the
2: intro just goes, Don't Be Tardy, Don't Be Tardy. So I have a feeling that's probably how the song goes. I have not listened or downloaded it, unfortunately.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks for that aside. And I feel, I guess, more informed now, if if you're learning about fantasy football. You kind of wish, though,
2: you weren't. Oh, also, side note. Kim also only wears wigs. And no clothing. We all know a lot of clothing. Well, nope. By a lot of clothing, I mean, you kind of wish more because I don't even know how old she is. But I digress. Never mind.
0: (laughs) all right well that was Casey Johnson plus a random aside and that brings us unfortunately which I have to say every time I introduce her team unfortunately Abby Saul punt and prejudice currently own five uh, own four own five mm-hmm. sorry uh, who do you got for Abby who I have to say traditionally has been pretty strong it's just unfortunately this year just really struggling
2: absolutely and that's what I took into consideration Pat When I came up with Abby, all is so you think you can dance.
0: Okay. And I am actually somewhat familiar with this show. I've seen probably, I've seen probably one full season and like two or three partial seasons. So I'm, I understand the show more than any that you've mentioned so far.
2: Excellent. And I thought that probably this show would kind of bring in a few more people to our audience. Um, As you probably can attest, I mean, when the show started, it started strong. It had a very good viewership. Uh, It was something new that we hadn't seen before. Um, And it just had good ratings. And I I don't want to say that it won Emmys, but I know at least some of the choreography was nominated and won for Emmys. So it was a great, consistent show. Um, I will then say it kind of hit a bit of a rough patch which, you know, a lot of, like, That show did, American Idol did. I would even argue Dancing with the Stars kind of hits a lull at some point. So you've got to do something to bring it back up, which is what So You Think You Can Dance did this season, by going with, um, like, I think it's called So You Think You Can Dance Junior or something with um, younger dancers in your teens. Um, and I think that's, and that's Abby's team right now. She's in a bit of a lull. <laughs> And she's just going to pick it back up. Maybe not this season. We don't know. Um, but if not next season, she's coming back real strong.
0: Fair enough. I I will. I, I hate to disappoint. You know, you said, as I am aware, it started off strong. I I, I haven't been a show fan of the show from the start. Um, oh. this, this might not surprise you, but I was largely exposed to that show during law school because I, I was with Jen, who lived with Megan Megan being a dance major, uh, big fan of the show. And so I, I don't, I have no idea what number season I, I started with, but it was certainly not the, not from the beginning. Uh, but I did catch uh, a solid chunk of that in the like immediately, like m- late law school to immediately after law school period. I, I saw a lot of, so you think you dance.
2: Do you remember your favorite dancer on the show?
0: Oh, man. Uh, so I remember a lot of the people who were like the street dancers who would do crazy, like, you know, hip hop dancing were really cool. I know that, but like the, the best ones seem to be from seasons before I watched. So they like came back as consultants and stuff. Oh, and okay. I don't remember the names of the main people. I remember there's this lady who was like from Eastern Europe or something who was like really good at hip hop dancing. And she was inspired by the earlier seasons, people who were really good at hip hop dancing. But I don't remember her name either. So no, I can't really say that. I do. The thing that jumps out to me the most which is really weird, was a dance of a Lady Gaga song with a girl with blonde, like a long blonde ponytail, and it was crazy, like crazy outfits and crazy dancing, and they messed with her ponytail, like swinging it back and forth, and it was really cool. I kind of hate Lady Gaga, but I thought that dance was really great, and that is the main dance I remember. I remember not really liking the modern dances and kind of being indifferent to the uh, musical, like show tunes things, and mostly like hip hop.
2: I always felt so badly when they had to do this, because obviously, I mean, some of those just can't compete when you're doing some of the more tight, like hip-hop or modern or what's not. But, you know, yeah, to each his own, whatever I knew, everyone likes. Um, my personal, who's my personal favorite? Um, Maybe, what was his name, Twitch?
0: Yes, that's the guy is that? who is okay. consulting. Um, yes. Yep. All right, well, he was, well, cool. he was I like pretty Twitch. good. Yeah. yeah. And there's like him wait,
2: and you're like, oh, I wouldn't necessarily think that you're a fantastic dancer. That is where the show is fantastic.
0: Yeah. And I think okay, so there's a crew in some uh one whatever city they were like trying to find new contestants in, there's like a crew of hip hop dancers and they're like called like Blue Dragon or something weird like that, and they were okay. really good. They weren't the
2: Neverwalkies, were they?
0: no 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 I'm familiar trust me I'm familiar with the Jabberwockies obviously and and, and, I'm familiar with Shaquille O'Neal dancing with Jabberwockies so don't worry I did not
2: know that
0: oh man Shaquille O'Neal one time entrance to I think the all-star game danced with the Jabberwockies and it was very awesome and you should search Shaquille O'Neal Jabberwockies and watch the YouTube link because it's awesome
2: I had no idea the Jabberwockies were around for this long oh yeah they've been around a while
0: Mm -hmm. ooh
2: ugh (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're like gross you're like oh my god we need to stop the podcast oh god I, feel I just sick. need to
2: yeah I just I don't know I need to go do something pop culture something the mills are doing
0: alright guys well uh, I'm cutting in here and I'm going to cut this off right here for this awesome comparison of our league to reality television shows uh thank you so much meg uh i will put in the other half of the league with the next episode of the fancy fantasy football podcast uh so for now i'm just gonna say goodbye and thank you so much for listening and enjoy this week and again uh please remember to go ahead and send in emails to podcast at fancy thank you guys so much and have a good one bye